like they're lining up. Well, they're excited. What's up, guys? We're back again. It's the Sons of Mjolnir. Um, welcome back with your your host. I'm Gorgon. And I am Fat Thor. Yeah, so my my Marvel stack and my big two stack that we read, as you guys know, it's found is is getting my unread stack is getting huge. Um, I, I'm just really going to sit down tonight and just power binge through it. I've just been a little behind the last few weeks um, with, with all this new house shenanigans. So today we were going to sit down and talk with you guys about our indies that we've been reading or I guess not big two, right? I think yeah. everything that's not big two these days seems to get lumped under the term indie, regardless of the amount of money behind it or how it starts. Um, so we were really just going to kind of talk about some of those. Uh, you got one in particular you want to start off with today, my man? Yeah, well, I mean, everybody on Twitter knows me. I'm the Marvel shill. I'm the Marvel guy. And I will say that I read majority of Marvel. But I do also love indies, and I will say, you know, with my Marvel pulls, I unfortunately don't get a lot of time to go through indies as often as I would like to. But since we were doing this episode, I went back and did some homework, which I was super excited about. So for this, I went out to the shop, actually, and I picked up Radiant Black, the first volume, trade paperback. So good, right? Dude. So, so good. Like, we'll get into it in a second. But I also picked up The Closet. And this is by, let's see, by James uh, Tynan. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. But Indian, I think, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's Tynan. I could be wrong as well. But he's he did a recent Batman run and a lot of other things. Like, yeah, he's Yeah, awesome. but I picked up The Closet by him. And I actually really enjoyed this one, too. I don't really know what's going on, but I'm excited to see where it goes. Oh, but yeah. going, going back to Radiant, though, oh. we have to talk a little bit about Radiant. Yes. So Radiant, this is a book that everybody and their mama has been telling me to read for months now, for longer Shout than out months. to Derek and the Radiant Black podcast together. Um, our buddy uh, Derek, a.k.a. Grimace Wayne, a.k.a. the writer of What Makes a Man, another yes. indie we'll touch you guys up on later. Um, but those guys convinced me to get this, and I have been hassling Thor ever since to sit down and yes. read it. Gorgon and Derek have both been on my shoulders for months telling me, dude, Radiant is so good. And I keep telling them, I know it's great. I just need to take the time to sit down and really devour it. Well, I had that time, and let me tell you, it is even better than these fools make it out to be. Like, oh. I was seriously blown away by how good it was. Not only is it so good, but... So I'm, fr I'm from a small town outside of Chicago, not in the city, but I grew up not even 10, 15 minutes from Lockport, Illinois, where the book takes place. And I really? just, exactly. So when I saw that it was Lockport, I was like, what's like, I know where that is. And to even break it down even further. So in the story, our main character, Nathan, he he moves back to Lockport from LA after going out there to like be a writer and then he comes back home to Lockport and for me in my real life I moved from not Lockport but an adjacent town to LA not to be a writer but just the fact that you have a character that's coming from my, like a hometown right next to mine and the place that I moved to it just really like hit me different I was like wow like oh, yeah. I I am Nathan like I literally <laughs> felt like I was Nathan 
<laughs> so off the bat, I was already fully on board. And I just like, just the story was great. I loved the kind of modern Power Rangers sort of. Bro, I have described this yeah. comic as, as like Power Rangers metal repeatedly. Yes. And I, I get people being like, bro, you can't say that when like all these like banger Power Rangers comics <laughs> that are, are out are Power Range metal by yeah. boom. And I'm like, I get that, but like, Agreed, am I wrong? No, like, absolutely am I wrong? Not. It's <clears throat> no, so yeah. good. I 100% agree. And plus two, another thing that I really liked about this book, which I feel like so, it's one of those things that you don't really notice it when it's good, but when it's bad, you really do notice it. And I yep. thought that the dialogue in this book was like superbly good. Like, I don't know why, like just the way that the characters talk to each other and they interact with each other, like it felt more natural than most books that I read. And not saying that those books don't feel natural either, but like I said, just something about the way that uh, was, I, I don't want to mess up his name, Higgins, Kyle Higgins writes his yeah. dialogue. Like it is just, it literally feels like the way like me and my friends would talk. Or like if I was talking to you, if we're talking off screen on the pod, like how we would talk to each other. It's very down to earth. It's very, uh, how do I put it? Like modern nomenclature and modern colloquialisms, right? Mm -hmm. I, in one of the more recent episodes, they even say like, they're like, oh, is, is this happening? He's like, worse, crypto bros. Like, yeah. I, you know what <laughs> it's I mean? Very like, modern, it's, like. It's and, and it's so modern in so many fun ways with the dialogue. It's super easy to jump into. If, mm -hmm. Have you read any of the other connecting stories to this from Image? No. So that's what I was going to get into. So like I said, I have read volume one now. So okay. I am fully on board. I am in the world, but I have okay. not caught up. So I still How need to twist read volume at the end two. of the first volume, do you? Dude. I was I literally I was talking to Derek. I was texting Derek when I picked up like, dude, I just finished issue one and two. And he was like, wait till you get to four. And like I was just talking about with with Nathan, like coming from Lockport. I was telling Derek the same thing. I'm like, dude, like I am Nathan. Like I like I love this guy. And he was like, Yeah, man, he's cool. And then which spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't finished, Nathan dies at the end of issue four. And I text Derek and I'm like, dude, what? I'm dead. Like, uh, I, what is going on here? And he was like, man, I told you. But yeah, that totally blew me by surprise, which is another thing I really love about the book is the playing of, of expectations. Like the it first couple so of issues. Quick. And, and I think yeah. that's important because of this expanded universe, right? I mm -hmm. think... I think they knew very quickly on they had a hit on their hands and it was going to explode into something more and it needed to be big from the start. So what Image has done is now they have the supermassive verse, right? As they're calling yeah. it. And they gave us a crossover one shot that was supermassive, right? That that's the name. And mm -hmm. it was it was banger. And and now we have Radiant Red. And then this is just a couple of the more recent issues that were on top of my stack that that I need to, to board and bag um a radiant red which is super awesome she has a super unique story um and it starts in super massive yeah super i loved the character. little i mean i don't know if it changes like i said i'm i'm behind but at least the radiant red that's in volume one i yep. really like the little backstory that we get from her yep. just from volume one and another shout out she's from romeoville which is another town that was right next to me so it's just like literally my home in this book 
Now, Rogue Sun takes starts off in Louisiana, and I love Rogue Sun. Um, I know I, you do, and I'm excited I, to get to that too. I cannot. I don't want to sound like I'm. I'm. God, I don't want to be like super crude and vulgar here, but like <laughs> I don't. I don't want to sound like I'm sucking this comic stick too hard. So I'm gonna try really, really hard not to. Um, hey, bro, but, that's how you feel. But surprise, surprise, the the Venom fan, the Eddie Brock fan. Uh, openly admits that they have a thing for for broken children inheriting like the problems that that came from their broken parents, right? Like I'm in, mm-hmm. I'm into this like broken, longstanding turmoil thing, right? That's that's a generational story, and Rogue Son is absolutely that, right? Unbashed, just jump jumps right into this story on it. Uh, you you have youthful arrogance, you have old money level arrogance like fighting against each other in in the middle of this family dynamic right like it's it's this like unwanted is it a gift or a curse and what do we do and yes you have your burdens but now you've taken these burdens and like are you going to step up to the plate very quickly and i mm-hmm. really really like rogue son it might be my favorite story out of all of them so far um yeah. I, I think mitch absolutely has a hit on their hands with this mm-hmm. entire supermassive verse, and I cannot wait to see where the rest of this goes. Yeah, same. Like you said, I'm again. I'm still only on volume one, but in my mind, Higgins can do no wrong. I am fully, I am fully invested in this universe, and I have no doubt that Rogue Sun, uh, Radiant Red, will be just as good as the main Radiant title title that's going on right now. It's the art too. The art is mm-hmm. just superb yeah it really is which speaking of who's the artist on this costa and carrie right yep costa natalia marquis on colors guest colors yeah so shout out to the whole team they're all killing it absolutely killing it from the colors letters everything go if you haven't read it go pick it up don't be like me don't jump on the train so late because, like I said, this is probably one of the best books out right now. And this is coming from the or Marvel do. shill guy. So You jump on super late and then spend yeah. all your money playing catch up in two days flat like I did. Yeah, Whoa. exactly. And then you can <laughs> binge like us. Yeah, it's <laughs> worth it. Oh, so, man. yeah, like I said, so Radiant Black, amazing. Absolutely have to go get it. And then the other one that I picked up was, like I mentioned, this uh, The Closet. Or, yeah, The Closet. And this one was actually really good. Like I said, I'm not really in the indie scene very much, but it was refreshing to read a book that was just, how do I say this? Like, it's not connected to anything else. It's not a part of a whole massive universe. It was just a single small story about a kid who is afraid of a monster in his closet. And like, that's kind of it. So I really liked it in that aspect. Like I said, it was a nice kind of breath of fresh air to read something that's just kind of more simple and also I will say too which I never really thought of because again I mostly pick up Marvel books and my whole list is pretty much all Marvel and one of the huge criticisms that I hear from Marvel these days is the quality of their paper and that the paper of their books is real is you know lack of better word shit and Bro, this is, right like yeah. I, now that you're holding other other publishing houses books yes. how does it feel dude so yeah that's what i was about to say so this is a this is a problem that i never really ex- i never really experienced just because like i said all i get is marvel books 
So to me, it's just like, that's just how they are. And I was reading this book and I will say like, that is one of the things that I honestly noticed while reading it as I was flipping through, I was like, damn, these pages, they feel crispy, bro. Like, man, this feels nice. And I was like, this is like, this feels like a solid book. And I got to say, I I agree with everybody. I never noticed it. Like I said, because I pick up mostly Marvel, but I definitely noticed. Who publishes that? This is Image. See, that, that's exactly what I'm saying, bro. Like, they, mm-hmm. yes, man. Yes, yeah, man. like I said, it's very sturdy. And like I said, it's a, it definitely opened my eyes to what people have been complaining about. And I definitely agree now. Image and Boom, to me, probably have some of the best paper mm-hmm. when it comes to quality of any set of comics that I've been reading lately. And, and I read a lot of Dark Horse as well. Um, Image, mm-hmm. Boom, Dark Horse, Marvel, some DC here and there these days. Um, and, and I love the feel of Image and Boom, man. I yeah. I will gladly pay an extra like buck or so sometimes for some of their stuff for the stories because I know that it's just quality. Yeah, like I said, it's a problem that I was kind of ignorant to, but this definitely opened my eyes to it. But besides the quality of the craftsmanship of the book, the story was actually, like I said, it was fairly good. I, It's a very short, kind of short, simple story. Nothing insane quite happens, but I think it did the job it was supposed to do, and it made me interested to read another issue. At the, oh, end, I- of the, at the end of it, I was like, okay, I'm interested. I would like to see what comes next. So I would definitely recommend The Closet. It's creepy. Uh, like I said, it's like just a short story, but I'm definitely interested to see where it goes. I think it'll be a good one. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I like that. That one was on my list, and I didn't end up picking it up. I picked up the new Cyberpunk instead. Yes, yeah. which we got to talk about. So give me – I was going to pick up Cyberpunk, but the reason I didn't was because I haven't read any of the other ones, and I haven't played the game either. So, so that's okay. Tell me so why I I'm, messed up. I'm a huge cyberpunk fan. Um, so so let me break it down for everybody. If y'all aren't aware, the cyberpunk comics are super easy to get into um, because what they are is they are all minis and they are all connected through the lore of the cyberpunk universe without you needing to pick up any of the others to get what's going on. Um, so cyberpunk started as a tabletop role-playing game right? And the lore from it is huge. And that's what inspired the game. So all of these little comics and stuff that the Dark Horse has been producing all connect to the lore of the cyberpunk universe at different points in time. But you don't need to read each story to understand what's going on in each. Um, So like, my favorite one out of all of them is probably Trauma Team. Um, Wrote by Cullen Bunn. Y'all know I'm a Cullen Bunn shill. Absolutely. But Miguel Valderrama, paired up with him for the art in this book and it is just absolutely incredible to me um it follows the trauma team and specifically nadia who's a combat medic and it deals with looking at her ptsd in in this world where she watched the person she loved and her entire unit gets slaughtered around her she's the only survivor well she gets cleared to go back to duty and her first job is to protect the guy who slaughtered her whole last unit and the man she loved, right? To get out of this right. place that's like nobody should be able to get out of there. She's the one in charge of getting them out. It's insane. Um, the art is nuts. It's it's a crazy look at PTSD and, and their stories together do great, right? Mm-hmm. All this is happening in the cyberpunk universe as what's happening in the game is going on. 
as opposed to this one that came out a while back from Alessandro Motecchi and Marcin Blacha and, and, and team, right? Your voice is is about these people with who who do recordings and these like what would be like futuristic podcast level things and crazy mm-hmm. hacking. And it's set around the time that the bomb goes off in game and in lore that Johnny Silverhands does, right? So this is set in what would be, I guess, the past compared to this, right? The, yeah. You don't need to worry about how they connect at all. You'll kind of figure out that, okay, they're in the same universe, but at different points in time mm-hmm. as you go. Currently, there's two other cyberpunk comics out there that are that are being printed as we speak. Um, you're, uh, you have my word, which I'm loving. It follows a particular section of this cyberpunk universe is like underlie from the gangs that, that are obviously from Hispanic heritage descent um, and how that's transitioned through time and how like this lady used to be like this, this super assassin lady for them and, and helped change the streets forever. And now as an old woman, they've killed like, I, I think it's her daughter. I, I could be wrong on that, who, who relates to her. And so she's just tearing shit up. It's crazy. And we just got from the same person who's writing that, um, this one just came out mm-hmm. called Blackout. Um, that was, that was the one that I almost picked up. Bartos Diesbors, um doing the writing, and then the art on this and standard covers, Roberto Ricci, colors of Fabiana Mascolo, um, letters is Frank Chikovic, and I apologize if I'm saying any of these names wrong, guys. I Yeah, but it's it's interesting. It's about what happens in this super futuristic world where the world's constantly plugged in, Right. What mm-hmm. happens if the power goes out for 10 minutes, right? Damn. What kind of fallout yeah. is there? And, and you have a guy who's, who, who helps fix uh, for a company on what's called brain dances. And they're basically virtual dreams you can live in, right? Um, okay. And he helps repair machines and stuff involving those for this company when things go wrong during blackouts. And it's the very first issue is crazy. Um, it, it ends setting up for a very wild story for these minis. All of these are four issues long. All these minis are. So they're super, mm-hmm. like I said, they're super easy to get into. They've, they've been an absolute blast. Um, I, yeah, if, if y'all are into to future punk and cyberpunk kind of tech noir area, get, get into this stuff, man. It's, it's super easy to get into and it's a blast. And Dark Horse does a good job. They got Colin Bunn to do my favorite one um, so far. And I know I'm a Colin Bunn shill because I'm yes. about to sit here and gas up Basilisk real quick. But hey, like, we are, yeah. we are in the, co- the Colin Bunn, Bunn business here, my That's brother. Right. You we know that. The Colin Bunn business. I don't care what <clears throat> anyone else says to that man. That man wrote some of the favorite stories that got me into comics to this day. I We are in the Colin yes. Bunn business. And if you're out there, Mr. Bunn, and you're hearing this, you our doors open anytime. Please I love come, you so come much. and grace us. Yes, we love you <laughs> so much but that's um, crazy Basilisk though i is great i was gonna say real quick about cyberpunk though i didn't know that it was a tabletop game that's crazy right? i had no idea so it's I, I can't remember the guy's name but it's actually super important it's a tabletop tabletop role-playing game wrote by um an african-american nerd um yeah Hell so yeah. like Let's the go. reason that a lot of like the future people in it um in 2077 right aren't predominantly white in the future for it is part mm-hmm. of it is that's kind of how he envisioned the future would go um and that's how come like a lot and that's that's a very prevalent theme in a lot of future punk that's gone back for a long time right mm-hmm. um but it's yeah it's super interesting how he ties it all in because he took a lot of his experiences in life and how he wrote the lore for 
how he would see cultures evolving mm-hmm. in, in this future melting pot. Yeah. Right. What would that look like after centuries together? How would it be? So you have in, in the everyday language, you have Spanish spoken, you have Chinese spoken parts of Mandarin, mm-hmm. right? You have English all thrown into one coagulation kind of thing going on for, for a language that that everybody just naturally throws mm-hmm. out in, in this world. And the lines where cultures influence each other is sometimes harsh, right? Yeah. Because, and sometimes it's really easy to see like the ebb and flow of how it's gone together. The lore is super in-depth. Mm-hmm. I'm a lore whore. Um, so I, I love it. Uh, and, and if you guys are lore whores at all, if you're into tabletop role-playing games, go go pick up the starter starter tabletop set for like 30 bucks at your local like D&D shop or whatever and, and get into it because the lore is massive. Hell yeah. I mean, just based off that, I'm about to go do my homework into the lore because that's freaking awesome. It's so huge, man. Hell yeah. So well, moving huge. on. So tell me about Basilisk. Got back on the bun train. Bro, back on the, I'm never not on the bun <laughs> train. Let's call it what it is. The, um, the bun train remember, keeps going. It's, it's his 50th or 100th or something creator owned comic, right? It's, I know it's a big deal for Mr. Bun in that regard and team. Um, Colin Bun's doing the writing. Okay. Jonas Scharf, if, if I'm saying that right, I do believe I am. I, I could be wrong. I'm, I'm not always the smartest guy around, but you know, um, he's, he's handling the colors. Mm-hmm. Um, the cover work, if I remember correctly on this. Yeah. And, and then a bunch more in team. I'm trying to find the page. Alex Gomez, if I'm saying that correctly, I think so. I'm sorry. Sorry if I'm not. Yeah. Any um, mispronunciations, we apologize. And please just colors. feel free to correct us. <laughs> yeah. Lettered by Ed Dukeshire. Um, but it's the art is beautiful in this, in this story. What it is, is it's about this this group of people who get these crazy supernatural powers. And, and when mm-hmm. it happens to them, like obviously they're young, they're fresh, they can't control it and chaos ensues. Well, one of them breaks off from, from them all. And the only survivor of like the very first day of this town, um, right from it all, very early on chases the one girl who let this group down, right? And and wants to use her as a weapon to try to take out these others with these crazy supernatural powers um, and stop the basilisk from becoming a thing, right? Mm-hmm. As as they're referred to these gods. And there's this cult that worships them and, and crazy powers. And apparently as people die, some of the powers can be transferred to others, which can in turn create the basilisk, right? Which is what wants to be stopped, except for once one of the chicks figures out that that's what it is she starts getting crazy so now you have this girl who left the group has to team up with the survivor of the group who wants her dead who's held a gun to her head trying to use her as a weapon and bait to kill these people who were her friends by the way yeah right now she has to team up with her to try to stop these people and save the world all and it's it's total chaos there's kind of like uh... follows kind of like the enemy of my enemy is my friend type of deal. Yeah, and and there's a lot of religious symbolism to it, right? Uh particularly mm-hmm. with a lot of the colors. Um there's there's a guy who has very Norse tattoos all over his back. There's right and um obviously like Chinese references to one, fairy references to another, right? There's a lot of long-term cultural references to other deities in this that that for it I bun bun and team have really done their homework on a lot of the symbolism and I'm I'm really excited to see how this goes, where it ties in. We're about two volumes in right now. Um, my my trade paperback and my volumes on loan to someone right now. It's the second or third volume of it I bought because every time I loan it to someone, I don't get it back. 
because well, they end that's up how good it so is. much. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's why I buy volumes. I buy volumes of my favorite stories to hopefully get people into comics. If I get it mm-hmm. back, great. And if I don't, I don't. And I have not got back a single volume one of this that I've purchased yet when I've loaned out to people. So it's it's doing its job. You're a true man of the people, Gorgon. You're a true man of the people. Do what I can, friend. I do what but I yeah. can. I do pick this comic up. The the art's just wonderful in it. I'm I'm kind of obsessed with the concept. Uh, give it a get. Pick up the first volume for like 12, 15 bucks at your local comic shop. I don't know what they're running on it. Um, see see how that does, you guys. I, yeah. I bet it's fantastic. And if you don't like it, give it to your friend, and then they won't give it back to you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> but no, I'm. I do want to get into Basilisk though. From what you've told me about it, it seems super cool. And like you were saying, how you're a lore whore. I'm also a lore whore. And I'm also, I love like symbolism and stuff too. Not, I wouldn't necessarily say like religious symbolism, but I love when someone does their homework on, like I said, like a religion or a culture and you get that kind of symbolism in a modern day setting. It's, Same. I'm, and it's, it's, it's super like subtle. It's not in your face. Which is another thing I like. I think oh, the yeah. only other real indie I've been reading is Berserker. I've been reading Berserker too. I'm super far behind on Berserker, but I read, I want to say maybe the first four, maybe okay. five. So like, I know what it's about. I know what it's about, but so, holy shit, that book is just, to me at least, the book is just badass. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't like give it any Eisner awards for like story or anything, but it's just a right. fun ass story of him, of Keanu fucking people up. Like, and the, I'm here for the that. old guard meets Conan plus Keanu Reeves. Yeah, exactly. I, that's that's the story, and and I know that like it's it's received a lot of flack from a lot of people online when it came out about how it came out, and that's that's a whole different topic. We could have a whole issue just about yeah. Berserker and and all that on it. And I do I do say I'm a huge fan. I like how it's done. It's not like Keanu's doing all this on his own. He's got Matt Kent, who's award winning, um, mm-hmm. helping him write on it. He's got Ron Garney, Bill Crabtree, right on team, doing like artwork, doing the lettering, the coloring. It's it's well done and it's connected to a bigger picture. It's my understanding we're going to get an anime and a live action movie with Keanu doing mocap for the anime and and being the main actor in the movie on it at some point in time bro Uh, i'm here for it man i think that's awesome like some people might ambitious to jump out to um right off the Mm. bat and i'm here for it i love it fuck it man let's go like i don't again i'm not a huge indie guy so i'm sure that there's people in the community out there that can speak on this way better than i can Derek, obviously being probably the biggest one but I'll just say really quick, just my two cents with the whole Keanu and the indie, you know, whole aspect. I think my opinion is why the hell not? I think, you know, if Keanu wants to do a book, why the hell can't Keanu do a book? And to me, it doesn't read like a book of, oh, this is just some celebrity trying to, you know, cash in on the popularity of comics or anything. And I will say too, again, I'm not, you know, the indie scene guy. So take my uh, comments with a little grain of salt. But I kind of think it's dope that, you know, someone like Keanu Reeves, like he has a shit ton of money. Like if he wanted to, he could have just been like, oh, I'm going to make a comic, 
finance the whole thing and then just, you know, put out whatever. I think it's cool that he went the Kickstarter route and he worked with Matt. And, you know, instead of just being like, oh, well, I have this money, I can put this out. It was, okay, well, if you guys would want this, then we'll do it. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I think that the Kickstarter, the way that they did it, I think it was cool. And it got a lot of traffic to Kickstarter. And in my opinion, I think made it a more legitimate form for people that might not be very into the comic scene. Because I think, I mean, even me, for example, like, again, I'm not a huge indie guy. So before I was very knowledgeable about the whole indie scene, I would see Kickstarters and I'm not going to lie, part of me feels like, well, how do I know I'm going to get this book? Or how do I know this isn't a scam or that this is legit? And in my mind, like I said, I think that having Keanu do it the way he did brought a lot of attention to the medium, brought a lot of attention to other Kickstarters and kind of gave it a a sort of validity that, uh, you know, that this is a legitimate form of funding a book and getting a book made. Yeah, like I I said, that's just my two cents on it. But I know a lot of people feel very strongly on the other aspect of it. But my thing yeah, is, I'm, I'm with you. get the book out. If it gets in more readers and it gets more people reading books, then that's that's what I'm going to propose. That's against. the point of comics, always. Exactly. And see, yeah. I'm, I'm with you on it in a similar, like, but different vein, right? On the fact that he's Keanu Reeves. I He is Keanu Reeves, right? Keanu, bro. Um, the, he has his own motorcycle company, this designer. He's been the star of cyberpunk. His motorcycles have all been 3D rendered and are in cyberpunk. His concept are in the right. The man is, is John Wick. He is Neo. He is... He's a nerd. Dude, he is Keanu Reeves, right? <laughs> I, and he could have gone to anybody, any publishing house out there and been like, hey, um, I know I'm Keanu Reeves. Um, I, I partnered with Matt Kent. We got the story we want to write with it, and we'd love to to publish it through you, right? Mm-hmm. I and honestly, probably any publisher out there would have been like, yes, absolutely. Oh my God, you're Keanu Reeves and Matt Kent. Let's let's do this. Let's make Dude. this multi picture deal. Let's go, money. Marvel, Marvel. They would have ate that shit up. DC even would have ate it up, right? Is as violent as it is in parts. They they would have been like, yes, cut the check. Where's Snyder? Let's have Snyder direct. Let's go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And but he didn't, right? And he could have gone to Boom and did that and said, hey, let's let's do this. And they would have probably gladly said, yeah, cut the check. Mm-hmm. But he went the Kickstarter route to see if it was wanted by fans, made sure there was like a demand and stuff before promising this giant deal, going hard into it. And that saved money in the budget to give to some other indie artist at whatever studio he decided to go with. You know, he went with Boom, right? But like uh, the initial funding plus his money in it, like right for for it, like that's money that could gone to fund other books. Mm -hmm. So like I, it's not like he took it away from anyone, right? Yeah. And maybe I'm looking at that weird. I don't know. I just feel like. I think he I think the way he did it as a celebrity coming in to write a comic, pitch a story, pitch this big deal, this this deal with with cinema for it attached. I think he went about it probably the best way it could be done mm-hmm. um, with with using a, a larger publishing house. Yeah, I, don't, I completely I don't agree. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. I said, that's why I don't really understand the criticism. And I guess I mean, I think it really just comes down to 
there's people in every section of the fandom of like like we talked about it a couple episodes ago you know comic book accuracy and you know the technical definitions and i think you know some people in the indie community just get very caught up in the well it's Keanu Reeves, so it's technically not an indie. Or like even there's even people out there that will say Boom and and uh, Image aren't technically indie. So you know it comes down to what your definition of an indie book is, I guess, and like how you how strongly you feel about the classification of an indie comic. But as we talked about before, at least for the sake of this episode podcast anything not marvel and dc we are considering indies anything not big too boom boom i think that's a pretty easy pejorative deal that that most people can be like yeah that makes sense yeah and like i said you can go deeper into it and you talk to people bigger in the indie community i'm sure that they will give you very good points on why there's different you know why boom is not as indie as this publisher or you know vice versa but again, at the end of the day, we're just about getting books into people's hands. That's what we care about. And that's what we love to do. So moving forward on indies, though, I think the only one we have left to talk about, which we have to mention, I know you haven't had the opportunity yet, but what makes a man from our what good friend, man. Yes, from our good friend, Derek, aka Grimace Wayne, and our other good friend, Nate Taylor, on the art this book is awesome, guys. I know, obviously, there are friends, so there is some sort of bias here, obviously, but I will tell you as unbiasedly as I can, this book is actually very, very good. Like, it is really good. I don't, unfortunately, like I said, I'm traveling right now, so I don't have my physical copy with me. Like I said, this book is honestly very good. Our our friend Derek wrote it. It's in the, it's a Western comic, and it's kind of in the vein of, I would say, like, Red Dead Redemption, meets Mandalorian that's kind of my personal uh description I've been giving it so okay yeah it's really good it follows our main character who's a cowboy and he is kind of dealing with a sort of existential crisis he's with this gang of other you know outlaws and you can just tell that the life is wearing on him and that you know it's it's not, not, not necessarily, it's not what he wants to do anymore, but you can tell things are changing. And like the title says, it's what makes a man. Seeing this guy kind of struggle with his own internal of like, what should I do? Like, what is the right thing to do? And it's just really good. And it's Derek's first book and he comes out the gate really hard. Again, he's my oh, yeah. friend, so I'm a little biased, but I read, the first time I read it, I was lucky enough to read his scripts early and I will say honestly I was I was pleasantly impressed with how good it was like I knew it was going to be good but I was really impressed with how good it was the dialogue was great and Nate who we mentioned earlier he did our logo for us he absolutely killed it yes he kills the logo and he kills this book as well he does a really good job it's a lot of black and white but he uses color in such a smart way, at least I think so. And the way that he uses color in the book just really accentuates the page and really kind of draws attention to what needs to be drawn attention to. And yeah, it's just a really great book. And everyone, I definitely recommend everyone go read it. You can get it on Amazon. And there's also a link to it to where you can read it online for free. 
I'll be putting that into the description below. But oh, yeah, yeah, like I said, I definitely recommend it. Everyone, please go check it out. We're talking about all these indie books. So go support an indie artist. I know please he'll do. appreciate it. Please do. Derek's a great guy too. I give, yeah. give the man a follow at Grimace Wayne on Twitter. Uh, excellent guy. Yes, please do. One of the best out there in the community. And he, speaking of indies, he is the indie expert. So you guys Honestly. got indie questions, go shoot them at Derek because he mm. will have the answers for you. But like I said, it's really a great book as even though they are my friends, if they weren't my friends, I would recommend this book. I can tell y'all we've, uh, for if, if any people out there are currently reading the cyberpunk stories, I know you're like me and you're, you're desperately waiting for the final issue of you have my word. It feels like it's taken forever. It should be coming <laughs> soon because we can now put the, the trade paperback first volume in our pull list on legacomicgeeks.com. If you use that to pull up your pull list. So it's, it's, soon man i know it's been like a year but like god it is so good i don't know what what takes so long for these issues to come out but if you guys are, are reading it it should be right around the corner any any day now it feels like to wrap this up i'm really excited for the new one where the new one goes i'm you've convinced me i'm gonna have to go pick up closet now because that one was on my list to look at picking up and i just said no i'm, I'm grabbing cyberpunk today so i'm gonna have yeah. to grab that. yeah like i said it was really interesting like i'm I wouldn't say it was the best book I've ever read, but like I said, it did its job in making me interested to see what's next. Well, we're so, going to get some more Not Big 2. Believe it, buddy. Believe it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, after this week, it's definitely, I know there's great things not in the Big 2. Like I said, sometimes I just get too caught up in my Marvel world to, Damn. you know, take a break, but I'm, I'm very glad that we decided to do this episode and I was able to take a little break from the big two and give some love to the indies. Cause I got, I will agree. Like I said, while I'm the Marvel guy, I agree with everyone out there that some of the best stories out right now are indies. And I was, I wouldn't even say some, I'll say probably most of the best stories out right now are coming from indies and always check out indies, support your indie artist. It's probably the most important thing you can do even with these big two titles, even if you are a big two fan, you know, all these writers got to come from somewhere. They got to start somewhere. And how do they start? They start with indies. So please go out there, support your indie creators, back some Kickstarters, you know, find someone working on a book, support them. It's probably the best thing that you could do for the community. Honestly, fine. And then just get get deep into comic Twitter. I promise it'll pop mm -hmm. up. Um, follow us on Twitter. I'm the last Gorgon search fat thor and you'll find me that's yeah. the best way you'll find me also follow grimace wayne for all your indie okay. updates and the weekly polls they're gonna be your probably home source for all indies all indie content if you're more interested in indies or some of the books that we've talked about i know that they've talked about radiant uh black before so much check yeah. out the radiant black podcast they, yep. they, they come out with every issue like whether it is anything in the supermassive verse they're awesome guys huge friends of ours mm -hmm. uh, great people i guess i have to ask now before we get off here today now that you've read some indies for it, if you had to write a comic tomorrow, would you rather write for Marvel or would you rather write an indie? Well, I mean, that's a loaded question. And, and if I, so you're asking if, if I just wrote a comic, not like, because like if I wrote for Marvel, I would like say like, oh, am I writing Thor? Am I writing Hulk? But this is just if I were to write any story. Any story tomorrow one calls you says hey man we know you've been wanting to write you get to write for us 
which which do you feel tomorrow would be would be the way for you to go now now that you're jumping into the land of indies a little harder honestly i might have to say indie while i have tons i have tons of thor shit you know that i could spew out i think you know to really get a good story out that like i said if it was my story that i wanted to tell i think the best way is indie because like i said i mean you're just unrestrained by the bigger world that is you know marvel or dc so i gotta go indie man gotta go indie all right that's fair that's fair yeah well that's pretty much all we got for you guys this week we wanted to highlight some indie books and just kind of nerd out with you as always i'm fat thor thanks for coming and hanging out with us gorgon you have anything else for the people I just hope you guys all have a great day. I hope your pull list this week is absolutely fire. I I hope your experience on comic Twitter this week is incredible. And I hope we all see you guys on our next episode. I second that. May all your stacks be fat this week, my friends. Hey. Come on, do something.